Our topic for today is self-care. Now, self-care has two primary aspects. One is physical well-being, one is mental and emotional well-being. Now, within physical well-being, we talk about keeping yourself set and building your immunity. The other side of mental or emotional well-being, there is our psychological well-being as well as creating a balance, a sense of harmony with it. And they may separate, but they are in a way different. And in our today's conversation, our topic is mainly inclined towards our mental well-being. Now, the way we look at physical well-being or mental well-being in general, we start the day with them. We exercise in the morning, meditate in the morning, we do yoga in the morning, and it all definitely helps. But what about using it throughout the day, using the, the way we conduct ourselves throughout the day? Because physically, maybe you are sitting throughout the day, so you do your quota of walking 6,000 steps or 10,000 steps in the morning and that probably may work. It may also allow some uh, secretion of certain hormones to kind of really give you a kick, uh, a head start for your day. But with respect to mental well-being, you can compose yourself, bring a certain sense of composure at the morning, morning session through yoga, meditation, maybe journaling. But then how do you act on yourself throughout the day? Because one stressful thought comes, not one situation, thought arises and you are completely off balance, you are shaken. And how do you then sort of keep that sense of composure throughout the day? And how do you then practice mental well-being throughout the day? Yeah. So I think before getting into the mental well-being part, I think I will also touch upon as you mentioned about the physical well-being aspect and that can be a good metaphor or you can say analogy for us to connect it with the mental well-being part. So first thing is when we talk about self-care, while we started this conversation, the thought which was coming to my mind is how do I question the things which I do as inside the box of self-care. I call it self-care and I do certain things. How much assured I am that I am taking the right steps? Just for example, I'll tell you. If someone tells me to drink one particular juice every morning and many times I have seen that, especially when um, for morning walks and all we see there are those juice people with beetroot, some other uh, carrot root and all those colored that. Three, four. Uh, three, four colored juices are there and some people actually make a cocktail also and give you. If you want, they will mix all the juice, ginger, ginger, all those things they will do. Some powder they will put and give you. Now, that might look like a very powerful start of a day with a self-care, but do we really know what goes inside that? What is the impact of that? If I keep taking that for the, I go for walk every day. So 365 days, if I'm consuming that juice, I honestly don't know whether it has a negative or a positive impact or what it is. So Prima Fist, it looks like it is better than coffee or tea, which is correct, maybe to a certain extent, but I don't know. I really don't know. And my point about self-care is to question whether it is mental or physical. What actions are we taking? Are we taking actions on some anecdotal examples? Oh, you know that uncle, he lived for 90 years because he was drinking beetroot juice every morning. Is that the evidence we have? Or there is some proper scientific research being done which is helping us understand the way maybe I took vaccine because I knew that it will stop the impact of coronavirus on me to a greater extent compared to I was without vaccine. That's the reason I took the vaccine. So there were samples, research, papers on that, scientific research on that. 
So when I'm taking the different juices or some kadas or whatever I'm taking, same way for mental well-being also I'm doing certain things, some rituals. Are they really helping me? If they are not helping me, it's also still okay. But are they damaging? That is my concern now. And that was the thought which came because self-care when we say, I just started looking at what actions we take for self-care and then are we really caring or we are damaged? Yeah. But I think we cannot go in a scientific manner on day-to-day basis. Like for example, sometimes you have to take the work. Now where the word comes from matters. Now in case of coronavirus vaccine, you took the vaccine because the word comes from a reputed organization and also the context matters because you don't have it on. Basically at that point in time, you don't want to risk it. People have risked it by the way. Uh, having read some conspiracies on WhatsApp, decided not to take the vaccine and all that happens. But we have to really question the source from where the information comes. We have to also look at the context in which we have to take actions or not and evaluate ourselves, like you rightly said. And it comes to physical well-being, there is enough information and perhaps information is also available in a very simplified manner. So what really happens is that at that point in time, it becomes very easy for us to comprehend and make a informed decision on the subject. When it comes to mental well-being, each person's mind is different in a certain manner. Physiologically, our body is different, but still the same. The muscles function similarly. But mentally, even the nervous system is the same on the surface level. The way we think, the way we function works very differently. So how do you then gauge? One way to look at it is perhaps observing your own thoughts, your own experiences closely, monitoring them, what your thoughts are, how it kind of impacts. And there are, there are enough, like if you become observant, there are enough cues which are there. Depending on the kind of food you are consuming, the part that happens alters. And the kind of sleep that you have, you would have had previous night, the way your uh, day starts, your mental uh, position is, or your judgments are there. Food feeling, you don't have to go in a complex manner. Just take a couple of pecks of alcohol and then see how your judgment is there. So that's Alcohol exaggerates that, and so it's very easy to see perhaps. But that happens at every level. Similarly, with sleep, we may not notice on day-to-day basis that, okay, today I've just slept half an hour less than regularly. But if you don't sleep, you're sleep-deprived for two days, you really notice. It gets pronounced. So even that half an hour is got impact. So we have to sensitize ourselves really closely. Yeah, I completely agree on that. And I'm also not saying, of course, there is a long-term impact of things like sleep and food, but even there is a short-term impact, I tell you. Now, today, we are doing this recording on a Sunday morning, and if you and I had a, we didn't have our breakfast, or we had the right breakfast, or wrong breakfast, or that had was a the the party. <laughs> Correct. That also has a direct impact on this recording also. So, and the recording I'm taking as an example, but the point is, throughout the day, then your day goes in a very different direction. We, we know that sometimes we have no time to have breakfast, so suddenly we get into something. But then we realize after some time that there are various things which act was uh, displays differently than when you are in a much better position with your stomach filled and you have the required energy to do the thing. Whereas the world without lack of energy is a different thing. So, as you rightly said, and even that happens with sleep, sleep deprivation. 
I think it has a direct impact also. Long run impact is there, but even short run impact, we see that in people. You see their pace. It happens to us, right? When we are not having complete sleep, then we don't feel like doing new things. We want to get out of those things as quickly as possible so that we can go back and take some rest. So that conversation is there throughout. Mm. Now, the other aspect which I wanted to touch, Prasanna, is a very important one. But we think that mental well-being is different, physical well-being is different. It's easy to comprehend, so we put it into two branches. But they are the same because they are associated to us. And a lot of times, depending on your mental state, your physical body changes and alters. Now, we have cited this example in the past, a very rudimentary one for that matter. But it, it is something that each one of us have experienced. That if we have stage pride or if we, have, if we aren't enough prepared and we are on the stage, our heartbeat increases, palms pull down. So that's hard about how my talk will go or how my self will be perceived by the audience. Changes my physiological condition, my physical condition, my temperature, heart rate, everything. And you take a deep breath and your mental process, your action is physical of taking a deep breath and oxygenating your body, but your thoughts get altered by that. So there is a link between the two. Now, this is a very rudimentary one. But on the day-to-day basis, the way we are breathing, the way we are conducting, the way our thoughts are, are showing up on your body. And I think that is something which is really sort of vital. That is something which is important to kind of notice. And we seldom kind of acknowledge that part. Yeah. No, I agree. And uh, the reason which I brought that point of self-care connected with various things, because when I said, when we say self-care, Sandesh, the things which comes to our mind are skin care, eye care, body care, mind care, spirit care, all those things, caring for your emotions. So all those cares, if you see, they have been very well used by the marketing and branding industry. Now, skin care, if you take, for example, so much of hampering is done. There are billboards that... They are telling you that you should have a certain kind of skin, certain tone of skin, color of skin, texture of skin. So who is deciding that? Why is it required? In the absence of that, what happens to a person? Nobody knows. But then there is a lot of emphasis, a lot of money put and not just money. But then there are surgeries involved. Then there are uh, uh, cosmetics involved, chemicals involved, which you apply to your body, face, wherever you want to. But the whole point is, the, the, the My question is that the same is done in case of various other things also which we have seen, whether the things which we take inside our body. So, I think the moment we realize is that we see start seeing the truth about it. I think that's the real beginning of self-care is what is coming to my mind. Absolutely. Because I don't want to see the truth. I want to see the newspaper. Today, Sunday morning, you open the Sunday Times, you will see a big uh, Bollywood heroine with a white skin and how to make it white and then seven days they will show different shades and how to apply it. I don't know, yeah, in the first place, should I buy that, that I should have a different skin? No, but that's, that's very important. So from a consumer point of view, we want everything school fit. We don't want to work on ourselves. We want a quick fix. So if you see that, and for your skin care, for your physical well-being, all that, there are products to be sold. So, there is a market for that because if there are products to be sold, there is a direct market for that. For your mental well-being, there isn't a product 
be sold because what will you sell? At a, at at some sort of perceptive level, at least we know that we will consume this juice, and suddenly we will not become uh, uh, gain a part process. There cannot be a man saying that consume this juice seven days, and your part process will change like Ambani. It cannot happen. So people at perceptive level know that this is trade, and therefore a product cannot be sold. Since a product cannot be sold, it is not consumerized. Since it is not consumerized. We are talking about it. Now you see, if you think of it, when physical care was not consumerized, we did not talk about it. It was part of our lifestyle, perhaps. Just ate good vegetables, healthy diet, uh, working on the farm, gave you enough physical activity. And now, when it has been consumerized, you are taking proteins, you are taking tablets. I don't know what all things are going into your body. And all of that. Yeah, the, I think it's a challenge for Western health being consumerized. Because one day, consumers will, uh, the people behind consumerization will sort of find a way to sell you a product. I think, but what when we are saying that uh, somewhere this physical well being or what is consumerized or what for which there is a market, it is also coming from some mental blockages or some mental incompletions. We are stuck somewhere. I know and when the other person is stuck, we don't realize that because we are stuck somewhere else. And for us, that is big. In one of our episodes, we have talked about catastrophizing. So in that area, we are catastrophizing, but not here. So I will tell you so many people who are stuck in their baldness. When their hair drop is happening, they are stuck there like their life depends on it. And if you tell them to run 200 kilometers, they will run 200 kilometers to find a chemical or some solution or some medicine on wildness. All sorts of things. <laughs> Sorry? I said there are which it's like this. But... Ah, exactly. So yeah. they will keep doing. Yeah, so, and, and nothing wrong because I can understand because they are in the same way if you see some pigmentation for some, especially many people whom I have seen that they know that there is a solution, then they will buy that solution. They will realize it is not working, then they will jump. So this pigmentation problem I have seen jumping from solution to solution. I'm just giving a few examples here. But as I said, each one of us are stuck somewhere. So when we talk about this market for physical uh, products, it also has a source somewhere in the mental and emotional part of it. So how do you kind of then overcome that? That's a part in my background. But it's something which everybody has to kind of take a stand to kind of really observe your own experiences it comes down yeah. becoming sensitive to your own thought process your own yes correct no before going into the solution part no Shantir, what is coming to my mind is we still have to acknowledge the real problem part because i tell you uh, there before we find a problem is not there in the first place the market and when i say market there is no one person who is doing that it is not like one big uh, industrialist who has a wicked mind and that person is working. No, it doesn't operate that way. It is the whole system operates in such a way that it brings and it shifts the focus. Now you see the focus, there was a huge focus on these chemicals, use of chemicals and those chemicals were named that this is there in your toothpaste, this is there in your uh, whatever skincare routine. From there it moves slowly towards more of natural product. So charcoal in your toothpaste and all comes from that process and then they started moving to herbal products so there is a big industry and the moment these words come 
there is a lot of defense mechanism ayurvedic product the moment someone says ayurvedic product we will not question that because it is not good to question ayurveda in india at least in indian context you are doing something illegal by questioning ayurveda maybe that there might be so many other medicines which have been decommissioned because they were not good for human and some of the ayurvedic things which are taken we are which we are taking we are not even aware about the negative impact of that and they have never been decommissioned for hundreds and hundreds of years we still keep consuming but we don't want to question it so these are also the various aspects i think from a self care point of view we have to be aware of yeah yeah no i think uh, at so the key way to do that is to question it rather than processing that question to really observe and see for yourself what impact it is causing. Is it really benefiting or is it a placebo effect? Is it really kind of making an impact on you or is it uh, not really kind of contributing in any manner? And unless an active force and slow down to see ourselves, sensitize our mind, we will never be able to kind of seek to move the situation. At that note, we complete our base conversation. Thank you so much for listening.